Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, a returning guest. His name is Matt Landman. We spoke last year, September 2021, about his documentary, Frankenskies, and about all this uh, climate change and, and weather manipulation, things like that. In the interim of today is July 28, 2022. I've talked to Alana Friedman, Friedman about her books, and she's done a lot of research on similar subjects. But Matt reached out to me and said he had some new information. There's a lot going on in the world, a lot of climate excuses and World Economic Forum meddling in many different countries and even our country in the U.S. So Matt can talk more about that. And I'll put a link to our old original show back in September 2021 in this one. So people can listen to that as well. So Matt Landman, welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm glad to have you back. Um, there's many things happening in the world, and I'm glad that you can provide some insight. So for people who may not have heard our last show, can you kind of overview your interest in weather manipulation, 5G, et cetera, and what, what's happening today in July 2022? Uh, yeah, happily. So my name is Matt Landman. I'm an activist. I got going on this whole chemtrail thing around 2015. And um, it took me a few years around 2013. I started uh, waking up to the lines in the sky, realized that the weather was being engineered, and that nobody knew about it. And then around 2015, I started hosting conferences and getting my foot in the door as a global activist in that space. And then 2017, I made Frankenskies the movie. 2018, I was down in Tucson, and we had a big protest concert and conference, a protest on Mother's Day to save Mother Earth to stop Bill Gates from doing this experiment to dim the sun over Tucson, Arizona. And we were successful. We put this experiment on hiatus, and it still is. It moved over to Sweden. They still haven't done it. That was a huge success and just been rolling since then. I made a 5G clothing line. I went over to Asia to try to figure it out, and I've got this silver lined clothing sparrow s-p-e-r-o spiro latin word for hope to bring hope to the next generation so i've got protection from baby to adults head to toe for that so that's really fascinating but especially important right now is i'm working on frankenskies 2 um, the movie's called frankenskies 2 climate chains like shackles because nice. of the the problem reaction solution hegelian dialectic that we're experiencing where there's all this fear mongering surrounding weather events that are orchestrated and engineered and the end result is seemingly a technocratic dystopia with climate lockdowns smart cities and all that so i'd love to discuss yeah there's a lot going on i just saw this new smart city they're planning in saudi arabia where they're just going to have this long line and you're going to be i mean it, it looks like a dystopian like from a futuristic science fiction film that's the way you're going to be your carbon imprint carbon imprint will be as low as possible there's just so much going on so like where do you want to start i just did some research today on that it's funny that you mentioned it i literally just came across this um 75 mile 170 kilometer long line uh dystopian a fully autonomous emission free city state in saudi arabia i don't know how it's emission free i mean it, it does it probably goes back to power plants i guess they're going to all be solar because it's in the desert but yes this looks completely dystopian it doesn't honor the natural world or nature or humanity at all and of course it'll be all 5g'd out and it's like a judge dread if you've seen that one right 
Um, but to so 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 to let the listeners know, in Saudi Arabia, there's this rollout of this really expensive um, automated smart city that's just all teched out, and it's it's um it's not very wide, and it's 75 miles long, and it's very tall, and it's got mirrored glass on each side, and it it looks like it, it's definitely something out of a movie. But what's happening is they're pushing the envelope overseas like if that was happening here we'd we'd say no i'm happy with where i live but over there they can fund it launch it and then um have this normalization where supposedly like suppose robots and transhumanism starts to come out in saudi arabia well those people will eventually want to migrate over here and then there'll be this whole like well they have rights too nonsense but that's that's another story so to talk about the global warming um nonsense climate change nonsense narrative it's important to understand to comprehend this controlled polarized argument where the debate is these two narratives left right basically everybody that um does not know the real truth of the world that everything's a stage they pick a side in this left right paradigm you know liberal democrat liberal versus republican um i'd like to think that a lot of people are waking up and realizing that both sides are completely controlled but that's not the case. You go down the street in my neighborhood and they've either got a, you know, a Biden or the Trump's flag waving. And this next election is probably going to be really weird. I can't help but think that the public is being conditioned to think that the last election may have been stolen. And this next election, if there's any hint of it being stolen, there could be civil unrest, probably staged and all that jazz. But let's talk about the left, right. Um, paradigm regarding um, the debate of of global warming and and what and what have you. So at the end of it, it ends up being like who's pro and anti geoengineering, which is fascinating. So on the right, you've got global warming deniers, which is red Republicans. We've got dirty energies on the right side, like coal and oil and all that, and. They are anti-geoengineering because they say that global warming is not real and nothing needs to be done about it. And then on the left, they're, they're progressive. They're global warming alarmists. And they're green, supposedly, which I'm realizing green now. I like this word, watermelon, where it's actually green on the outside, red on the inside. Have you heard right. this? Oh, no, that's a good term, though. I like that. Yeah, because red um, represents like... Um, you know, the communist left. commies, commies. Yeah, exactly. The commie left. So these progressive left Democrats are pro geoengineering, most likely only because dirty energy is anti geoengineering. And it's this reverse psychology that's being played on the public. You know, whichever side you're on, you can be demonized. So it seems like the safest thing to be on the side of, of green. Green's always been this nice, you know, fluffy space, right. but, but it's not. It's predatory. And at the end, they want you to believe that the planet is heating up so bad because of dirty energy. And we're supposed to we're supposed to point the finger at carbon emissions. And then we have to react, which is these climate change, global warming lockdowns and um, smart surveillance with smart meters monitoring everything that we do. Make sure we don't um, emit too much carbon. But what's really getting interesting is when we first had these lockdowns in 2019, uh, people were contacting me from all over the world. Matt, have you noticed that they stopped spraying chemtrails? And I did notice that. I was locked in a house in Santa Rosa, California, 
and the skies that normally were gridded for a few weeks, there was white fluffy clouds and normal blue skies. And I was wondering what was up, but I just kept living my life, you know, and I knew from the get go that it was, it was all nonsense, but either way, this lockdown for the, um, outbreak, the, the, whatever, the, the pandemic, whatever you want to call it, that lockdown seems to be this bait and switch leading us down the road to climate change lockdowns. So what happened during that time is when, when the planes stopped flying because everyone, you know, everyone was locked down and no planes were flying. The idea, I think, was to tell people, oh, look, less air traffic means that we rewild the planet and rewilding means green and global warming goes away and climate change goes away, you know, when we lock everybody inside. Well, the, the statistics didn't show anything, like nothing really happened. And, and Klaus Schwab says, you know, lockdowns are the solution to climate change narrative. Well, when the science or the public said, well, we did the research and nothing happened, nothing changed when everyone got locked down and, and the spraying stopped and all that. And his reaction was, well, we didn't lock down hard enough. If we lock down hard enough, then right. it'll work and we can decrease the temperatures of the planet, blah, 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 blah. So a few months ago, there was a wind event. So this is like slippery slope spoon feeding the public to accepting this narrative and if you look at the news it's nowadays it's all weather event fear-mongering i mean it can it can rain or thunderstorm or be hot or cold whatever it is it's all fear-based right. and it's, it's i actually sorry to interrupt but i saw yeah, a very recent veritas investigation talking to a guy at cnn who admitted that the COVID fear wasn't as, as effective so they're moving back to climate change. So they're trying to lay on the whole geoengineering or whatever, global so, warming myth. Yeah. So in the UK, it got windy and there was a wind event coming. You know, the predicted weather was wind and the public was told that they should, that they, it wasn't like, like, for instance, when we got locked down for the global lockdown, if I came out and went to the grocery store, nobody would do did anything to me. You know, it was just like this passive thing where public is getting coerced. Well, it happened with this wind event where everyone was told if you if you leave your house during this windy day, then you're risk to society and you're risking your health along with everyone else. And people locked down because of a windy day. And some places it wasn't even windy and they locked in their houses. Now they're saying that as temperatures reach the triple digits Fahrenheit, which I laughed because I'm I mean it's 110 where I'm at right now, and they're saying that triple digits Fahrenheit is catastrophic and that people need to lock down. They're encouraging people to stay home, work from home. This is in big cities in the UK, in Britain. And this narrative seems to be slipping into this, you know, be a good person, stay home when the weather's bad. And and the weather's always bad, you know, if you look at the, the news nowadays. Right. You know, it's incredible. It's really the, the potency and toxicity of the global mass corporate media is off the charts. They just can't stop. <clears throat> they they really are moving into like redefining everything. And I think that COVID in, in fact was kind of a redefinition of uh, sickness. I, it's just really incredible. So <clears throat> what, what do you think? Like on the, I mean, the, one of the interesting things that's also happened is what happened in the Netherlands where they made changes to usage based upon a carbon tax. So it was basically an additional tax on the standard farmer. And that farmers went crazy. They're still going crazy over there. But all that stuff that they are revolting against is all based upon the, the, the terror of climate change, right? 
Indeed, yeah. The poor farmer. I've I've seen so many different things. There was a lightning storm that killed like sixty cows the other day. Every time I see something that's attacking the small farmer, or the in Canada, this um, potash uh, fertilizer train got derailed. You know, like this the small farmer with engineered weather events, and then this like. Um, it's it's a food it's a food supply chain like disruption. So from A to Z, so the the fertilizer and the drought situation and everything, the small farmer seems to be completely under attack. And what I think COVID did for the entire world is it put people in a space of trauma. I was out the other day trying to pass out flyers for a, I, I had a Frankenstein screening movie came out like five years ago. I'm still doing screenings for it, and it's gaining popularity and momentum more now than ever I had someone reach out to me they're translating it into portuguese in brazil i just got to translate it into french and spanish and the movie's really it got pulled from youtube you know it's not that easily available but i think that the word of mouth is spreading enough because it got pulled that it's actually gaining momentum so what was interesting is i was passing out flyers for the screen of the movie and it clicked to me the other day that we live in a whole new world than we lived in a few years ago the COVID narrative, it put everybody into a PTSD trauma state. And it's yeah, mass it's, formation, psychosis, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah like it's trauma based mind control. And yeah. when you when you smack people into a, a fight or flight or freeze with things that are relevant in their real world, like they might force inject you or you, your kid has to get the injection or you're going to lose your job if you don't do this or, or you're locked in your house because or, you know, all these different things, your stocks just got pulverize a mutual fund, whatever. Everybody is frozen and you try to talk to them about an issue like chemtrails. They're not as receptive as they used to be before because they're dealing with things right in their face, you know, things in their, in their life. And it's, it's fascinating. I think it's, it is strategic because who's going to rally together and, and work on these issues that we still need to work on like fluoride in the water and all these other things. How can we address those things when all these bigger, more impactful, in-your-face, traumatizing topics are coming up, you know? Right. No, it's incredible. So, yeah, so they, COVID is still on board, but they're saying the climate change is coming, carbon taxes, that whole thing. What wasn't something, it was something to do with the WEF and Sri Lanka. What was, why did they revolt? Was it, it had to do with, oh, it just became too expensive to farm and stuff like that? Oh, wow. So Sri Lanka... It's, it's interesting because now they have to show QR codes to get gas. And the QR code is so predatory. I think fast forward agenda 2030 and you've got a few idiots walking around QR codes on their forehead. I hope not that many people adopt the technology, but it's it's coming and it's it's got um, the stamp of Rothschilds on it. It's owned by a Rothschild. And they the, the QR code tech was actually stolen from a Japanese car company. It was an internal system. And because they didn't patent it perfect, perfectly, this Rothschild stole it and turned it into um, a way of accessing things on the Internet. So it's, it's what I, I think we're on the precipice. And I don't want to be, you know, Debbie Doomsday or Debbie Down or anything like that. But the Japanese president just got gunned down on TV. The, the um, Sri Lankan president or prime minister or whatever president got, just got ran out of town. He fled. He fled for yeah. his life. Like he's yeah. running onto a boat and plane. Like literally, got burnt, things got burnt down. All the politicians' houses are getting burned down. So they're literally, literally yeah. ran out of town. The Italian president stepped down, and um, the 
yeah, Boris, whatever pr- pr- uh, president, prime minister, yeah, prime minister of the UK. He stepped down like after 50 years. So, and yeah, there was scandal and whatnot, but all this is staged. I feel like some of these evil idiots are being handed, you know, they're out and they're, and they're saying, Hey, you know, you want to go live in your underground bunker now? Cause, cause stuff's going down in the fall. Um, along with, um, a couple actors who might just be clones, but, um, uh, it's slipping in my mind. There's a couple actors that just stopped being able to function, and it seems like oh right, it was uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis. He can't speak, and then Brad Pitt doesn't recognize anybody. He doesn't know anything anymore. And so, what's going on with that? I don't know, but it it does seem like something is slipping. The Sri Lanka, like the Sri Lankans. So, what I thought would happen in Japan is probably the Who and the New World Order is like this is what's going to happen next, and you're going to do this. And he and the president of Japan was like, well, I've got a little honor and integrity, you know, being a Japanese person. And they're like, well, you either play ball or we're going to shoot you with a freaking sawed off shotgun on live TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a specialized weapon, by the way. It wasn't it was something very unusual. They're very coy about actually explaining the weapon that he had. But it was some type of modified gun, homemade gun that can shoot a shotgun over like, you know. 40 feet or 50 feet without dispersing so, so he got hit by something oh wow something unreal. Unusual, yeah. yeah no they don't want to talk about it unreal so i feel like that they're definitely it's it's getting turned up it's getting turned up for sure and i mean we're they say in two years that they want um ai completely rolled out in the uk with um people less like automated border checking and and um the border will have qr codes and medical records and and all of that, you know, we're not we're not getting out of this. People think that right. it might be going away. It's, it's not it's not going away. We're we're the COVID was a domino and the rest of the dominoes are slowly dropping and it might speed up and slow down and speed up and slow down. But we're we're definitely all getting caught with our pants down. And it's up to us to to honor the truth and to really get to know our neighbors and to really buckle down because things might get increasingly intense. I think we're getting turned on one another whether it's, you know, your stance on trans this or abortion or, or whatever. But by the time this next election runs, comes along, I think it's going to get really, it's going to get yeah. really crazy. It's going to get weird. Crazy. And then, yeah, it's going to get crazier people, than 2020. It's January 6th is nothing, man. What's coming is going to be much worse. No kidding. And the, with the climate change narrative, they can make crazy storms and flooding in New Zealand and Australia, fires all over the place. People watching these fires happen, a lot of people have no clue that the chemtrail agenda has been spraying patented fire accelerants, aluminum salts, and I'm sorry, aluminum oxide and barium salts. These are patented fire accelerants. They've been sprayed on these forests for 30 plus years. And instead of putting out these fires with rainstorms that they can easily see clouds and make rain with lasers now, the tech exists. It was even publicly talked about in um, Dubai, the United Arab Emirates are using drones and lasers to precipitate rain, and it's becoming normalized. But still, people don't even realize the the background of it. How even in the 1910, 1915, we were seeding clouds. So this is all old technology. But with the fear mongering and the fires and the big storms and the drought and the upcoming seemingly I mean, it seems like that we're we're getting this food shortage. 
the, the, th the thing is, is all of these things, they have to be disclosed to us as they happen. We can't just get blindsided. We get the warning, essentially, which is weird to think that we do get a warning, but it's we've been warned. We've been warned that there's food shortages on the horizon. Everybody knows Bill Gates gobbled up a bunch of farmland. Everybody knows that inflation is out of hand and and that the farms are under attack and that the cows are getting killed, you know, killed and bird flu, this and that. I've got chickens and I was worried they were going to come from my chickens a few months ago when the when they started talking about bird flu and all this. But it's all happening. It's all happening all at once. Yeah, but the agenda is all there. Trudeau saying, yeah, we got to get these evil, toxic farms with uh, cows on them out of the system and move to bugs like he's fully on board with the globalist un 2030 agenda and the wwef crowd it's really amazing there was a guy in his government who said the wef infiltration of canada is our biggest danger so they fully infiltrated that government they're infiltrating the u.s government too we don't know how deep it goes but some of those people have from both sides right so it goes back to your theme about the do do of the the fiction of oppositional parties because there's people on the right and left who have wef uh, uh associations yeah it's really incredible yeah what's going on in canada is really scary um i've i lived up there for a while and i love canada the people they're great they're also pushovers um i think that if i was the new world order the united states would definitely be my biggest concern you know, and how to strategically uh, address that. Well, this the states are being completely divided on abortion, on right. on tr Trump, Biden, and this next Guns. election, this next yeah, this next election could really put a wrench in America as we know it. If if there was a state, for instance, if a very very red state goes blue and everybody knows that's BS. There's going to be a lot of talk of that country, that state pulling from the country, and it gets really, really weird. If you just look at what California is doing, California might even might as well be called the Socialist Republic of California. They're they're falling apart just as fast as Canada. But if you were strategically trying to destroy the United States, you take out the neighbor first. You know, like Canada's going slippery slope into an AI dystopia. Yes. They had um, they've got the same stuff going on as we do, but it's seems even more out of hand so these fires they need to be <clears throat> understood there's smart meter tech being so it's it's all involved like the truth all the technology right yeah the so truth we, is, a, the, is a frequency and on that frequency of truth there's all these all these things that people have to realize you can't just be half pregnant with the truth the, if you're pregnant you're pregnant and you're gonna have a baby you know you can't pick and choose these different truths and and leave other ones at the wayside so in that light, as you, you know, come on to climate change and fluoride is bad and all this, all these things interact with one another. Even just the fluoride in the water interacts, interacts with the aluminum and the deodorant, aluminum in the vaccines, aluminum in the, sorry, I said that word, aluminum in the, in the chemtrails. And then fluoride comes from the smelting of aluminum. Those two things bond back together in your brain and it's Alzheimer's. You know, the EMF reacts with the, the, well, the 5G especially, but the EMF reacts with the fluoride and the aluminum in your brain. It's all interconnected. So these smart meters, I mean, it's it's really fascinating how they've been able to get these on people's homes, claiming that it's for people's... I mean, essentially, this tech was put on people's homes with the claim 
that it's more convenient for the freaking power company. So now right. it's Smart. Ni it's nice and convenient. Way. They don't need yeah. to walk up to your home anymore. They likely pull up in a truck and press a button and retrieve the data, or they just get it from the station because it can shoot the information 30 miles to a cell tower and what have you. These smart meters, people are getting smart meter covers and trying to cover up the RF um, toxic microwave radiation coming off of these things. But one thing a lot of people don't recognize or realize is the smart meter surges dirty electricity throughout the entire home. There's dirty electricity coming through all of your outlets and that needs you can get these grounding plugs and whatnot but the the smart meter is completely toxic and it needs to be replaced with the old analog meter many states allow you to do so some states don't allow you to do so then you can just troubleshoot it from there but understanding where that smart meter is in your home not having your bedroom right next to it not having your child's bedroom right next to it's very important so linden no litton litton bc it um, like 95% of it got completely wiped off the map about eight months ago and other towns are getting um, destroyed systematically in the United States. Paradise, California was one of them. Santa Rosa got, got pulverized a few, few years ago, a year and a half ago, talent, Oregon and Phoenix, Oregon, uh, where I live got, got demolished and come to find out it's not just forest fires. With, I mean, of course not. Of course it's not just forest fires. These fires are popping up overnight and, and destroying towns. They're not burning forests. But what is actually going on, it seems like a, um, a strategic silent war, very integrated. So on these days in question, you've got heavy chemtrails completely saturating the sky with metals, making them more conductive. Okay. And then the with the chemtrail agenda, then you've got these crazy winds that are engineered with the spraying. So you've got crazy winds and a metallicized atmosphere. Then these fires start up, usually from lightning or um, someone on the ground lighting the match, paid to do so, Antifa, which I don't, I can't, I mean, I'm 41 years old, but I don't know of a time when there was, I mean, I guess there was the underground weathermen and, and, I'm, and right. I'm learning that they were actually PSYOP too. But this Antifa thing, we literally have domestic terrorism in our country right. and no one's even addressing it. I mean, like yeah. I'm probably- They started all those fires in 2020. So yeah, massive anti going out into rural areas and starting fires, literally getting caught, videoed, corporate media, silence, crickets, baby, nothing. Yeah, unreal, unreal. Yet people who freaking think for themselves, like myself, are being demonized. And I'm not lighting towns on fire. I'm not doing anything bad. You know, I'm just trying to spread I mean, the truth. Antifa is, I mean, <clears throat> it's a little side note, but Antifa is one of the biggest social jokes in existence right now anybody who works and is associated with them is a fool when you have blatant naked fascism in dc running big pharma i mean their big pharma is running the healthcare of the united states and uh, they're protesting in the wrong spot so these are these are really just commie front groups so, no kidding yeah. i mean claiming to be anti-fascist and yeah, literally being joke. fascist it's, it's completely and what's what's really sad is they'll light fires they'll get thrown in jail for arson and then they'll get bailed out of jail and they'll be lighting fires that day again. Literally that day they are lighting fires again after being arrested for doing so. And they just make their way up the freeway and it's really sad. And a lot of these are, are um, you know, convicts and meth heads and whatnot. And I, I'm pretty sure they're getting funded by George Soros. And some of them in the town that I live in, they're getting paid still. Like they're, they're still getting paid. I think they're waiting for what's next. And I think it's the next election. So anyways, these smart meters in these, during these questionable fires, 
you've got the chemtrails making the winds, the chemtrails making the sky more conductive and statically charged and people lighting fires on the ground or a lightning strike. And then the fires get out of control because, well, one, the the vegetation has been sprayed with, like I said, patented fire accelerants and there's these windstorms being made on top of them. But when these little brush fires end up coming into the neighborhoods and the firemen are going to put them out because it should be pretty easy because it's in the neighborhood and the fire trucks are right there in the neighborhood. What's happening is these smart meters are just surging. They're just surging and making electrical fires in the houses and they're pulverizing these homes. You're, you're ending up with homes that are dustified with just a brick chimney left over and it's going down the line faster than the, than this train fireman can catch up. So there's smart meters that have been specifically designed. I'm learning around here. It's called, they're called the Eclair 210, the model that specifically doesn't have a surge protector to the main line, but I'm realizing a lot of smart meters are designed this way. So if you ever have like an evacuation um, notice, like you've got to leave, there's a fire coming, just flip the freaking switch on your electricity and turn, you know, go to your power box, turn off electricity in your house and then leave. And likely your house will be one of the ones still remaining um, in, in talent, Oregon, when the town went up and we lost 2000 low income homes in the middle of the day, the homes that were left just standing amongst the rubble, they were, they were homes that had analog meters. I mean, maybe coincidence. I'm not, I don't jump to conclusions. I try not to, especially being in the position that I am, but come, but people who got solar power back before smart meters happened, they never had to get smart meters. They got their whole, you know, no one has to come and do a reading on your house. If you're making more electricity and you don't buy any, if you're making more than you need. So the smart meters need to be addressed and they're a quite a big issue in it all. So you can get an analog meter and, and then they can't be remotely surged. And then lastly, and this is super important. So I've got this huge following on, on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, you name it, TikTok, BitChute, all this sort of stuff. Um, if anybody wants to find me, it's all under my name, Matt Landman. So on Facebook, I've got 62,000 followers. People reach out to me every day with stuff, information, random things, you know, you name it. And it's the truth is really cool and interesting. And people like to dig and, and send me stuff. And I mean, you wouldn't believe the randomness. Um, someone just convinced me to buy these, these goggle lenses um, that train your eyes to see auras, just random, <laughs> random, random, random stuff. <clears throat> interesting. So these two vet veterans over a six month time frame, two separate veterans from different parts of the world, reached out to me, contacted me, wanted to share something with me. They used their infrared goggles from um, Iraq and Afghanistan that they were issued in the military. And they filmed looking at the smart meter with these infrared goggles on. So for those that don't know, infrared goggles pick up things that the human eye can't see, right? So the infrared goggles looks at, look at these smart meters and whereas when you look at it with the naked eye, nothing's going on. It's just a meter on the side of your house reading your electricity and updating the power company via wireless radiation, like every two seconds or something. It's ridiculous, like as if they need to know your power usage every couple of seconds. But what's really unreal, and I know this will be a piece in the puzzle as it all unravels, is the smart meters all have specific IR designators on them. So what this means, they have infrared designating flickering lights like a fingerprint each smart meter has a fingerprint that's flickering this infrared light really bright that can be picked up 
from uh, drones or satellite or high altitude balloons or whatever. And what these are used for traditionally is war. So if you're friendly, you, you have it on your helmet and nobody can see it unless they have these specific goggles, but drones right. pick it up and what have you. And they know that this specific flicker, you know, flick, 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 you know, that's your little fingerprint. And the base, the way that it flicks, they know that that's you and not to bomb you with their, you know, drones and whatnot, because you're friendly in a war zone. They'll also put an infrared designator on a target, right? And then they know that, and they can track it going through the city and all that sort of stuff. And no one can pick up on it except for that drone that's looking for that exact little flicker rate. And then they target it and blow it up because they can specifically hit that target. Why would war zone technology be on our residential homes? It doesn't make any sense until you start to think, well, maybe these cell towers and because the cell towers already communicate with these microwave devices, the cell towers interact with smart meters already. Wow. So in a situation where they wanted to surge it down the line and and pulverize these homes, which looks like what happens when these neighborhoods go up and never before had it looked like this, you know, these these fire footprints, it seems like they get to pick each house and pick which house goes up in flames and which house does not. Or maybe they pick which house gets certain frequencies. So they're monitoring a house and they're like, okay, we're going to put this person in a space of crazy fear and, and utilize a frequency on them because, you know, they're thinking too much for themselves or something like that. So in conjunction with their smartphone and the smart meter, they can, you know, put certain frequencies on a certain people. I don't know why each house would have its own IR designator, but definitely suspicious in my opinion. That is crazy. It's unbelievable. That's like secret technology. They're putting secret technology, but lying to you. It's just another deceptive lie. Oh, you're going to be smart. This is the way to go. Yeah. <clears throat> the dual uses, the additional technology without disclosure are very telling. I mean, it's we're in a dangerous year. I mean, people should be ready for what happens in the next election because I think 2020 was just a you know intro because it'll probably be worse. I mean, it, it, you <laughs> we can get into it. I mean, the, the 2020 election was stolen. These are these two people who are running the country now are puppets. There's no question. Neither of them have the mental capacity to do that job, so or their jobs, so. They'll probably have to steal 2022. So anyway, what uh <clears throat> what 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 do you, can people expect in the next Frankenskies movie though? Part two. Uh yeah, it's a great question. And as far as the election goes, definitely I mean, not only is our discernment under attack, it's all one big show. I mean, it's like it's like a play. Like this whole Capitol building surge, it's it's all big joke. And now they're in Congress doing trials on on Trump, like if he was responsible for that nonsense. I mean, how can anybody with a brain, anybody, I don't care your background. I don't care if you got a doctorate and you work for the government. I don't care. How can anybody look at that situation and actually think that Trump deserves to be charged with treason for that? And I mean, all of it, it's just, it's total freaking nonsense. It's as, it, it is as if the powers that be want to create a really dumbed down idiocracy kind of public, like the movie Idi idiocracy. Like you just keep telling them that they're dumb, basically the stupidest stuff on earth. Trump mm -hmm. is a Russian Asian. He's working with Russia and just pound them with, with propaganda. It's off mm -hmm. the charts. This is a huge show trial. It's a huge commie show trial. 
where they tried to enforce compliance. And it's actually a distraction from the fact that they stole the election, that the election was stolen by the left. Massive uh, ballots. They knew what was in those ballot boxes. Mm -hmm. So that's why they knew. Just wait. Just wait to see what comes back from all these boxes because they knew that they, they stuffed them. So anytime that you have a, a vote that takes over one day, that's a huge problem. They use the COVID as an excuse. I get it, but they're going to use COVID as an excuse again if they can get away with it. But uh, that means the system has to change if they cannot count the vote within that first 24 hours. So real problems, yeah. It seems like they want to agitate. Both sides are getting agitated. Yes. And whether you're on the side of the truth or the lies, I'm sure everything's getting offensive uh, by now. And I found it really fascinating that as it all rolls out, it's kind of like they just tell you as it goes. They tell you, they disclose to you, but you just have to have the lens to see the truth. Like if you're not able to grasp it, then the disclosure it doesn't even mean anything to you. Like I'm on social media and I'm realizing that it's primarily bots. I'm not really interacting with very many humans anymore. And during this, um, so Elon Musk was supposedly going to buy Twitter and then he backed out of the deal and he told the whole world it's because there's too many bots and they're lying and that it's primarily bots online. And then this Johnny Depp trial, I don't even know what they were bickering about, like him and his wife, something. But then it was disclosed that all of the bickering arguments online were primarily bots, just wow. getting getting people engaged. So, like, what is that when there's bots arguing and then humans get involved and give them that energy? That's such a waste of time and energy. And you're feeding. What are you feeding? Some weird bot energy. So, Frankenskies too. Um, it's it's a lot different than Frankenskies, the first one, which is available for free at Frankenskies.com. Frankenstein's the movie started off in 1920s and goes through the historical chronological timeline of how we got to where we're at, which is, you know, geoengineering being normalized and the claim that the world's heating because of anthropogenic global warming, which is nonsense, and that we need to act on it, which is nonsense, when it's all being controlled diabolically, you know, they're heating the planet with these tools that they have and then twisting the narrative, convincing us that it's the carbon that we exhale and our cars emit so the frankenskies 2 we'll start with a frankenskies left off which is in 2017 and try to get us to where we're at in the future ideally i would like to have us be told that we have to lock down because of climate change and have people say no and buck that and and, and continue to function they're not going to be able to tell the whole world to, to do something and regulate that from Rome or wherever the evil Vatican people are going to be doing this right. stuff. So I'm looking for some sort of inspiration. I'm going to, around the country right now and I'm getting these amazing footage of, of a montage of people, random people telling me how that they realize that chemtrails are real, how they woke up to chemtrails because so many people think that they're alone in being awake and in, these realizations and we're not actually there's a rising um hundredth monkey of an awakening of truth and it's a steamroller that's not going to be stopped so also in the film i'm getting cool interviews i interviewed um, clifford carnicom and ilana freeland and i'm interviewing pharma farmers that are impacted by this and and trying to find um weathermen slash whistleblowers but that's really hard but yeah plugging along with it and I really want to be able to show us standing up 
to it all. I don't want to leave people victimized or scared at the end of the movie. Like Frankenstein's the first one leaves people empowered, but the, the world has shifted so dramatically that we need to really stand up for ourselves. And there's so many psyops and it's, 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 it's just a confusion tactic, upside down world. So when 5g first came out, I'm sorry, when COVID first came out, there was also 5g rollout and there was a psyop that 77 cell towers got burned to the ground in the UK by anti 5g activists. And they, and the media said that these crazy activists thought that the cell towers were getting them sick and blaming it. And they're, they're blaming that on um, 5g and not COVID and all this. This is all truth. 77 is a well truth and lies. Activists were not burning down cell towers. I don't think any cell towers were getting burned down. 77 is this Illuminati Freemason kind of weird number that they use. But what was happening is they were convincing the public that crazy conspiracy theorists were burning down cell towers and that that narrative of COVID being something else is completely insane. So we're up against this psychological manipulation. And it is, it's trauma-based mind control. People put in a space of trauma and they're told how to think and feel and what to do. And basically it's turn on your neighbor. So we've got this smart meters that are going to be monitoring us, making sure we don't leave our house during these um, climate change, rewild the earth, like lockdown days. And that's the footage that I really want is us saying no. I want to be told that I can't leave my house and I want to say no to that. And I want a lot of people to say no to that. So the movie is going to be, it's just like the first one. I really wanted the movie to come out in 2015. There's like divine intervention. It didn't come out till 2017. Now I'm, I've got a lot of footage, but I, I want the world to freaking wake up and protest this stuff. I did go on a, sh- a, a podcast in New Zealand the other day, and I was told that there's a mass awakening to geoengineering and weather modification in New Zealand right now, that the people are getting really agitated and upset because it's full on. There's a lot of flooding and a lot of stuff going on in there, over there, and people are really tuning in. So Jacinda Ardern is a monster, man. She's a total mm-hmm. New World Order stooge i'd be embarrassed that she was my prime minister but yeah no kidding i think that they got a lot of idiots in charge right now to to pull the wool over everyone's eyes you know yeah one of the things you got to watch out for is a new term i'm going to use it's menticide don't give up your critical thinking and part of this part of the you know we talk about trauma-based mind control mk ultra a lot of those behavioral conditioning things they come back to this the triple d words that they're trying to inflict on people which they successfully did with COVID, COVID, and that is debility, dependency, and dread. You'll see those three terms repeated in a lot of the social conditioning, and they really want you to not be able to, to make decisions for yourself, become dependent upon them, and have a total dreadful outlook. So if you feel that way, you should ask yourself why. Somebody's trying to make you feel that way. Corporate media, these fascists, the the new world order fascist, the UN, these types, they're, they're out to get you psychologically. That's really where the real war is, in my opinion. It's a war of frequency. They want to get you locked into this lower vibration of fear and keep you there with their ELF and um, the phones and all this other things. But it's up to us to snap out of it. And I've got a D word. It's discernment. So when we continue to learn to discern, that is our key to snapping out of all of it. I'll be interacting on social media and i'll literally be like no this is a bot this is a robot i'm not interacting with this 
um, entity. And it's me learning to discern and trust my gut and cultivate this intuition. And the more that we can do that, the more we can see through all the BS and nonsense and, and honor the truth. Right on. And your clothing line is designed to protect people from a lot of this stuff, right? The electromagnetic frequencies, et cetera. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So there's about 20 companies on earth that make this um, silver line clothing that protects from uh, EMF and 5G. My company, Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, is leading the industry worldwide. So I've got texting gloves and men's underwear and baby blankets and baby beanies and hoodies and um, you name it. I've got about 35 items now. And it was in an, I was in an amazing position because I made these Faraday foam bags that worked all over the world. And then right when COVID happened, they stopped working. And then I adapted and made double-lined silver foam bags, Faraday foam bags. You put your phone in and they stopped working. And the people were happy with the foam bags and they worked. And then when the Omicron variant came out, they stopped working again. And I had to make triple-layer bags with a layer of copper nickel composite and two layers of silver so it's copper nickel sandwich two layers of silver and now they're killing the signal but what i learned being in that position is the radiation on these phones across the world were cranked up so much that i feel like the people were experiencing radiation sickness symptoms and that the covid narrative is completely bogus but yeah i make overseas i get this clothing made and I sell it on my website, um, S-P-E-R-O gear, sparrowgear.com. And I've got a website. I mean, I've got a coupon code for the website for anybody listening, actual activist. So if you want to save on your shipping or whatever, you want to check it out, use the code actual activist because all of us honoring the truth are actual activists. And I've got another website, actual activists, plural.com. One-stop shop for truth. I've got a lot of awesome resources on there, along with a book library of all the truth books that I've been accumulating recently. Um, so the silver clothing line, you wear the silver hoodie or whatever, and the radiation from around you doesn't get past it. It doesn't hit your heart. It protects your organs, um, whether you're walking by a cell tower or near Wi-Fi or in a coffee shop or on your smartphone or doing stuff on the Wi-Fi, you need to protect yourself. But also it's important to honor the truth and to learn about all this stuff. And to if you've got these wireless earbud headphones, throw them in the trash. I'm sorry if they're expensive. I apologize to be the, you know, don't kill the messenger, but those things are toxic. You have to have wired earbuds, those wireless headphones. They literally communicate with each other through your skull. They're sending toxic microwave signal radiation through your brain totally messing with your brain signals you don't want these things on your head um, learn to live without them i know you go to the gym everyone's wearing them and you don't want to stand out but guess what you can you can you can stand out so the silver clothing is really cool and it's, it's and silver's got really cool properties like antibacterial and that too so it's it's actually really neat i had athlete's foot on my on my foot and I started wearing my silver socks and it, and it actually cured my, my athlete's foot as well. So it's like, um, along with protecting from the radiation, the silver is really cool in other aspects and it's a growing, it's a growing niche market and everybody's really happy with my stuff. I've even got leggings and sweatpants. And like I said, I'm, I'm leading the industry and I challenge anybody to find a better EMF protection, protecting company out there. And I'm really happy for all the other companies that do exist because it's important for us to all be out there and to be successful because a rising tide will lift all ships in this industry. And I mean, as the 
tech becomes more pervasive with more EMF and smart cities. Oh my gosh, smart cities, smart everything, self-driving cars and all this weird dystopia. It's important for us to honor our natural tendencies to ground and to be out in, in nature. I challenge people to find a balance and to spend 50% of your time not on tech. You know, not while you're sleeping. 50% of your awake time, try to find a balance and don't be on your tech for half the time. It's it's actually simple enough and easy enough, but we're not designed to always be on those devices. We need to be grounded and we need to be able to, you know, not be completely teched out all the time. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And it's Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O.com. And you're all over under Matthew Landman, L-A-N-D-M-A-N, all over social media, right? Uh, yeah, Matt Landman on um, Instagram and Facebook and on Instagram. I mean, yeah, and Twitter and you name it, uh, BitChute and all that. Unfortunately, my YouTube got pulled for medical misinformation, but I'm plugging along on all those other platforms. And please, people, if you haven't seen Frankenskies, the movie, go to frankenskies.com, bookmark it or whatever. Watch the first 10, 20 minutes. You will have your mind blown. You will learn something in the first 20 minutes. There's It's historical stock footage from the military so there's no denying it there's a lot to learn and i i hope that people can enjoy it i know the attention span of people is dwindling fast it's an 80 minute documentary and and i I get it but still it's important to share with everyone and and instead of like trying to you know get your friends family and peers to believe what you think it's much easier to just have them sit down and watch a movie and then they're you're not the one trying to you know push your values on them as as they see it Right on. And that's frankenskies.com. That's number one. And then there will be a second one coming sometime in the near future, correct? Uh, yes. And I have frankenskies2.com for updates on that. Okay, cool. And again, Matt, Matt Landman, I'll put all those links in the show notes for everybody. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you and have a great day. All right, you as well. Stay Thank there. You. Stay there. Stay there.